Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 46. Today I want to bring up a topic I think a lot of you can relate to. It's a doozy for sure because it has the potential to make or break a run. And I'm referring to negative self-talk. How often have you looked at your training plan and A. Decided to skip or change a planned run. B. Run at a slower pace than anticipated. C. Cut your run short or D, something similar. How do you feel about any one of these scenarios when it happens to you personally? Think about it. Do you feel like a failure then afterwards? Do you feel guilty or a variation over that? Personally, I used to feel great in the moment, that instant gratification, in the moment of making one of the before mentioned decisions, but then I would shame and guilt myself to no end. Sort of thinking that that was what I needed to do to never do that again. And maybe there would be a little bit of a reprieve and then guess what? It would happen again and the shame, guilt would return and so on. Can you relate to the miserableness of it all? We try so hard to keep something good going and then bam, something like that happens. Ugh. And then the feeling of our body and mind betraying us. Do you know that feeling? Here's the thing. I don't think any of the four things or a variation over those that I mentioned earlier, you know, the changing, a skipping, a planned run, running slower or cutting a run short indicates failure or even justification for guilt or shame. But so often we jump to that feeling right away when we don't live up to our own expectations. Why? Why is that? We do this because we think it's what we need to do to be more consistent. We think that self-criticism is a mindset tool that we need to use to get more fitness results. This last little bit came from a blog that I was looking at for research and I thought it was really good. Coach Debbie. Now a much more interesting and useful thought to have would be, what do I make it mean that I choose to do X, Y, or C? What do I make that mean? I just sit with what thoughts come up. It could be, I'm a failure for not sticking to my plan or... I'm not a real runner when I skip a planned run. A real runner wouldn't do that. Or something similar or something different. But just take that little bit of time 
to notice the thought that fuels that feeling that you have or that the thought that created that feeling of guilt and blame. I really encourage you, I invite you to take the time to get clear on those thoughts because that awareness will help you later on. And especially be objective and impartial when you notice these thoughts. I know it's hard, trust me. I've been there and I'm still there, right? So we're all humans. This is a process that I use regularly myself. But don't let the thoughts fuel more self-blame, which of course is easier said than done. But that's not the point of noticing your thoughts. The point is that once you've identified the thoughts, you get to choose if you want to keep them or ditch them. Because the thing is, these thoughts, they're yours. And therefore, they're optional. What? I know, right? But they are, runner friend. And by optional, I mean you don't have to endorse them anymore because those types of thoughts probably don't propel you forward in the direction you truly desire to go. Self-blaming negative thoughts just keep us stuck in more of the same. Stuck in more self-blame and negativity. The ironic part is if you recognize and agree with this, you're probably likely to blame yourself for the fact that you've been so hard on yourself for so long. Isn't that ironic? My invitation is just don't. You have much better things to do with your time. I truly, truly love by Gay Hendricks. He is a therapist, I believe, and he has several books out. And this quote is from his book, The Big Leap. It goes like this. Criticism and blame is like being in a hypnotic trance. When we're in the trance, we really believe the other person is in the wrong. Criticism and blame are addictions. Self-criticism and criticizing others are one and the same. Self-blame is highly addictive and a way to bust up the flow of positive energy. End of quote. It's pretty powerful stuff. Essentially, in blaming ourselves, criticizing ourselves or others, the brain actually creates some dopamines. It kind of gets a feel-good feeling in the moment. Problem is, it doesn't last very long. It's a little bit like, you know, being on a diet and then still eat the cookie or the sugar that you don't want to eat that in the moment it feels really good and you get that little bit of a high from it and then you crash after that so the most heroic thing we can do is to be kind to ourselves love ourselves the side effect wait that sounds like something negative the spillover effect that's a much better term the spillover effect of loving ourselves is more kindness and motivation all around. And then we're more likely to stick to all our running plans. We can do ourselves a big favor if we remember the importance of our thoughts when it comes to how we interpret our results. So here are three steps that can help you in identifying your thoughts and how you talk to yourself. 
First, start by paying attention to your thoughts. Spend some time noticing your thoughts around running, especially as you get close to a run. Are they defeating or encouraging? Write them down, just maybe for a week. Second, is there a pattern to these thoughts? And is there a trigger to these thoughts? Maybe your reason for skipping a run is entirely unrelated to the run, but found it in self-blame over something else, which then causes internal conflict. So stress causing overeating or fights with your family, maybe, and then you're stuck in self-blame, which leaves you mentally drained and not at all in the mood for a run. Thirdly, once you have some more clarity, you can start to change it gradually. I find gratitude is really helpful. Gratitude journaling, I believe, is helpful because it helps you inhabit a more positive space. And there's another quote I want to share in today's episode. It's by, I don't know who the author is of it, but it goes like this. It's not happiness that brings us gratitude. It's gratitude that brings us happiness, right? And it's so important to really understand because it empowers us when we realize it's not the external that needs to bring us this happiness, we generate it from the inside. So five things to know about gratitude's impact on us and on the brain and on the body, according to positive psychology, is this. One, gratitude releases toxic emotions. Two, gratitude reduces pain. Three, Gratitude improves sleep quality. Four, gratitude aids in stress regulation. Five, gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. Daily gratitude journaling has definitely changed my life. And I want to share also how it changed Dina Castor's life. You all know legendary runner and author of the book, Let Your Mind Run. Her legacy, really, I think, is how positivity and optimism changed the trajectory of her running career. I had a chance to sit down with her and interview her, and you can hear more about this in episode 19 of this podcast, Mindset of an Olympic Marathon Runner. But basically, when she was working with Coach V. Hill, she started doing gratitude exercises with his wife that changed her life. She talks about this in the book. She was asked to keep a gratitude list, to pick 10 things each day to be grateful for, but she could never have duplicates. So she says at first it was easy, but then she really had to start searching for things to put on the list that were different than before. And so in searching for joy and gratitude, she started noticing these things more and more. She started tuning her brain into finding these things and that's really what it's all about priming the brain to seeing these things being more tuned into these things rather than tuned into the negative so i hope today's episode gave you some tips and ideas to help you get out of your own self-blame as always please share this episode with a runner friend who you think might benefit from this and This is really one of the key things that we talk about in my runner's mind coaching. We have a whole unit on what we call keystone habits, which is really these daily habits that we do to kind of keep our mood in 
best balance. Gratitude is one of the key components of this. So come check us out if this is something you're more interested in learning about. All right. See you next week, runner friend. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.